Hey, it's Monique. I hope all is well. This is episode 51 of the Brown Vegan Podcast, where I love to share strategies on how to embrace a vegan lifestyle in a very practical way. You can find out more about what I do and how I do it at brownvegan.com. And of course, if you're new to a vegan lifestyle, be sure to check out the Vegan Starter Kit. It's absolutely free. You can get that at brownveganvip.com. That's brownvegan, V as in Victor, I, P as in Paul, dot com. Today on the show, I have my girl D Chantel on here. We actually met about two years ago. She invited me to speak at her conference in New York. So if you are in the Buffalo area, you have to check out her New Year, New You conference. It's like a, a women's wellness event. It's dope as hell. You will meet so many amazing women and just feel so inspired when you connect and get that wellness. She has yoga and food and speakers and vendors and all of that great stuff. She just does a great job of putting this together. We just hit it off after I spoke at her conference, so I really had to have her on the show. Of course, we talked about her transition to vegan life. We also talked about vegan raw veganism and how she keeps that simple and vegan dating, which I know is a hot topic for a lot of people. We dive into that a little bit too. Be sure to check out D Chantel on social media. Her website is livingwellwithdchantel.com. Of course, I will put all of her links and information at brownvegan.com under episode 51 so you can check out that. And without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into my conversation with my girl, D. Chantel. Let's go ahead and start off by finding out why you became a vegan and what year that was. The reason why I became a vegan was, I want to say it was my, it was always in me. Um, Growing up, when I was younger, I grew up in the inner city of Buffalo, and I paid so much attention to the fast food restaurants. Like, it, I just felt like they were on every corner. And um, my mom still lives in the neighborhood, so I'm there from time to time. But just recently, like um, last week, I was in the neighborhood visiting my mom, and there was one McDonald's over there. But like. In my mind, I'm, I was trying to remember where was the other. I just feel like there was McDonald's, Burger King, uh, chicken something. And I used to get so angry when I came outside that it was just the way my community was being fed. But it wasn't until um, years later, which is um, now that I actually became vegan, um, I had a really dramatic loss in my family. My dad passed away from um, stage four lung cancer within two weeks of being diagnosed, the diagnosis that I received from the doctor. And I kind of believe he knew previously, but didn't tell me. But um, two weeks from us going to the Cancer Institute and speaking to the doctor and me asking him, how long does he have? And he said, about a year and a half, about year, uh, six months to a year, sorry. And then I'm thinking, you know, I got six months to a year with my dad and he passes within two weeks. Um, so it really just um, during that time, it was like, oh, my goodness, For that two week period. Um, I was I own a juice bar. So um, my juice bar is in down, was in downtown Buffalo um, and I was going to the juice bar, opening up the juice bar, um, going to my corporate job leaving my corporate job, going to stay at the hospital, um, spending the night at the hospital, go home and shower, open a juice bar, and like do the whole thing all over again. So um, my life during that time was really crazy. I, just to eat, I was eating really bad, you know, because I didn't have time. 
I, at that time, I was vegetarian and um, I didn't have time to prepare food. So after he passed, I became very, very, um, I noticed I was really heavy, <laughs> like abnormal heavy. And then I went into like a deep depression where I didn't want to, um, I've never been depressed before. And I didn't even know this was depression until <laughs> like I really like noticed what was going on. And I, when I got out of it, I was like, oh my gosh, I was depressed. You know, I was staying in bed. I didn't want to talk to anyone. Um, I did not come outside for like a whole year. Wow. Like, I closed my juice bar because my dad built my juice bar. So it was really hard for me to go inside. Um, so it was just, I just, I didn't want to do anything. So finally I was just like, you know what? I, I, I know better. I know how to like mentally get out of things. I know how I'm not feeding myself right. I knew the food I was eating was affecting me. So I was just like, you know, I remember 4th of July. I can't remember what year. Um, how, I don't even know how long I've been vegan. Probably about three or four years. And 4th of July, I love hot dogs. Um, Saline's hot dogs. So I think I ate about 30 hot dogs. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, uh, I was because I love hot dogs. I was like, this is the end of these hot dogs. And I went to my family house. I remember for a barbecue and I was just like, this is it. I'm just going vegan. And I went vegan. And um, yeah, it's just been amazing ever since. And then um, actually, I um, was I'm part of a natural hair group. And it was about 1500 women at that time. So my which are my friends too. the founders are my friends. And um, I'm the health and wellness expert in that group. And they were like, uh, we, you should do a, a challenge in a group. And I was like, uh, you know, I really didn't want to. There's a, just, let's just do it. Let's just go vegan. You could do this. And I was like, okay, um, well, let's do this. So, <laughs> you know, I just went ahead and over 1500 women was in a group. And um, to this day, I still have people who are either vegetarian, vegan, no one did raw vegan. I, I'm raw vegan as we speak right now. But um, yeah, I'll stop right there just in case you have questions because I know that was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good, girl. Do you think that um, because you, when your dad passed away, did it make you think about, I know you said before he passed away, you were already uh, questioning a lot of things in your community. Like, why do I have, you know, be subjected to so much fast food? Why is this so prevalent in my com community? It sounded like you were aware that it wasn't like that in other communities. Um, when your dad passed away, do you think that it really made you think about how you take care of yourself because of that? Or it was just because of the depression more so than anything? It was, it was a combination of both. Um, when, because when my dad was sick, you know, I really didn't care about how it wasn't about me at that moment. The most important thing at that moment was letting my dad know that I loved him mm -hmm. and that I was there for him. And if I didn't eat, oh my gosh, okay. I didn't eat, but I knew I had to eat because I would just pass out because I love food, <laughs> but you know, it was, um, it was really, I would say it was a combination of both because once my dad passed, I went into this place that just was like, I, I didn't, because I was taking care of someone else and so busy during that time, it was all about, I mean, I had to make sure my brother was okay. I had to give funeral. It was just really, I never had a moment to greet. Yeah. That's, you know what I mean? So after all this happened, it was like, okay, now I can be by myself and I can finally greet, you know? And then once I got out of it, it was like, okay, my dad, he wouldn't want me to be like this. So I had to just like really just step back and be like, okay, how do you get back to the place? Because 
before he was sick, you know, I was super healthy. Like I was like, I look at pictures like, you know, I was on that path. So it was just jumping back on that path. But then I was able to take it to a whole nother level because while he was sick, I mean, I, I had a juice bar, you know, I was juicing for him, you know? So it was like, I was already into that. And it was, and I just stepped back for a moment. I was like, I, I wasn't expecting this to happen this way. And I, I, I credit everything that happened to my dad because, you know, he, he was the one who really pushed me for the juice bar. You know, he was like, Oh honey, before I get sick, you know, he wanted to build a house for me or build something. So it pushed me. I was like, you know, I want this juice bar. He built that juice bar for me. So, you know what I mean? It's just those things like push me forward. You know, once he got sick, he was into juicing and things like that. But unfortunately at that moment, you know, he got so sick and then when he, once he stopped eating, I couldn't help him anymore, yeah. you know? So I saw that he was getting better at a moment, at a point, And I was like, oh my gosh, I have something here. You know, like people really were relying on me, even in my aunt, um, after my dad passed away, uh, six months later, my aunt was diagnosed with the same lung cancer, stage four lung cancer. And, you know, it was like his sister. So they were like, you know, she was juicing and things like this. But at that moment, I don't I don't want to it's, it's kind of it's too late once you get to that final stage. I don't want to say it's too, too late, but you really have to consciously consciously like change your whole mindset and change your eating habits. And unfortunately, there comes a point in time where, you know, sometimes people give up and. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you really got to be willing to eat properly, live properly. And it's not just about eating. It's a positive thinking, too. So when I combined those two with myself, I had I knew I had to, like, eat properly and mentally get out of this place. So it was like, you know, veganism was the only way for me at that moment because you it was taking it to a whole nother level. I was like, you when you change your mind, when you decide to do something, and it's all about, you know, change your mind. And if you want to make a difference, you have to take it. I always think you have to take it to the next level. I'm always thinking the next level with something, you know. So that was and I'm an extremist, so I always go <laughs> to the next I'm like, yes, we about to jump out of this because that's the next level. You know what I mean? So to me, veganism was the next level for me. Yeah. Wow. So <laughs> I know that you were mentioned the hot dogs because you love yes, the hot dogs. Yes, I love hot First dogs. First of all, let's talk about this. Have you found a replacement? Yes, <laughs> a vegan replacement? Yes. What's your vegan replacement for hot dogs? Um, it, well, it's a sausage, tofurkey sausage, the um, sun-dried tomato one. Oh, my goodness. Like, <laughs> you cannot put me away. I put those things on everything. Like, if I want a hot dog, like a sausage, I use those for breakfast. If I want to put something on a bun, I use those. Those are, like, my thing. <laughs> anything my else thing. that when you were transitioning, anything else that you felt like you missed so you had to find a replacement for, like, right away? It was like, I need this. Mentally, it was cheese. But then once you get into it, you realize you don't need cheese that much. Right. So you can just shut your mouth. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. After like, what, a couple of weeks of not having it, you really don't yeah. even notice it as much. And not saying that you're going to be perfect or anything like that. But I noticed that, you know, you don't even really miss it after a couple of weeks. You don't. You're like, cheese, what? I find there's a replacement for everything. Right. <laughs> like, you know, but with me, I'm more a plant-based vegan, you know, so 
I don't really do a lot of replacements. I really like the fresh herbs and, you know, greens and things like that. And it's easy for me. And I think that's why I love raw veganism so much is because I don't have any dirty dishes and I can make everything within like five to 10 minutes. So yeah, give me some examples. Cause I know a while ago you did a challenge. You, you came up with a PDF for my site. I'll make sure I link it in the show notes, but um, you basically helped when I did a challenge, you helped me come up with some content for that. So give us an example for people who haven't seen this yet, an example of what a typical, say, dinner would look like as a raw vegan. And first of all, start off by talking about what a raw vegan is, just in case someone doesn't know what that is. Yeah, so raw veganism is basically basically taking veganism to the next step. Um, I always, I in a funny way, I tell people you basically just run your food under hot water, but it's really not that simple. You, know um, <laughs> you can't cook, you can't cook anything past 115 degrees. And I'm so excited to say I went to all these day before yesterday, and I bought a dehydrator, so I took it to the next level, and it was twenty dollars. Like I was like, oh my gosh, I have a dehydrator, so I'm really excited to share that um, with the living well uh, community but yeah basically that's what raw veganism is you're not cooking anything you're um, doing uh, you're sprouting things which sprouting is a whole nother um, process for me um, I don't like it because um, it takes really long just to have like chickpeas and make hummus like I said I'm I have that impatient thing with me so <laughs> I still use um, beans like in a can or I like I grew up with beans in a bag so I'll boil them Mm -hmm. um but I'll use the canned ones because I don't want to put anything on the stove and go through that process when I'm raw vegan um so yeah that's basically what raw veganism is uh you're really not cooking anything you're dehydrating nothing goes past a certain temperature and it's really really nice so what are the benefits to that is just getting all of the nutrients to your food is that the biggest benefit for you yeah that's the biggest benefit is you're getting all the nutrients you're not everything is in its pure and raw raw state but for me um what i get from it is consciousness like i feel so aware you become so aware. I remember one time going in a grocery store and I realized, I was like, oh my gosh, we are so freaking spoiled. I saw all these chips, you know, like you, I was like, we have so much food and we, as Americans, we are so spoiled and the awareness, like mentally, my mind goes on a whole nother level and I get so many things done and my business, I feel like it goes to a whole nother level. I'm journaling, like, my meditation is on point. If you're just your the clarity is on a whole nother level. Mm. The awareness, the mindfulness is just I love it. And that's so what's I'm, an example of a vegan dinner then for you? A raw vegan dinner. A raw vegan dinner? Oh, right now I just made some um cowboy caviar. Um what? which yes, it's <laughs> on my Instagram. Check it out. Okay. So check it out. You'll love it. So it has um Black beans, uh, black eyed peas, onions, corn. I'm really not a fan of corn, but it goes in there. Corn, uh, green peppers, red peppers, white wine vinegar, um, oil, olive oil, uh, chili powder, which I use a chipotle chili powder. Um, and you mix all that together, a little bit of salt. So I'll put that on some collard greens. So I'll make a collard green wrap with that and throw some hummus on top. Oh, 
my goodness. But there how is you it are. raw with the beans? How is that raw? Like, I don't know. Well, uh-huh. The beans, like I said, you sprout, well, it, you sprout the beans. Yeah. Yes. But I use the beans in the can because I just don't have that sprouting process. Just I don't days like it. And days and weeks oh, and my gosh. I thought I was I was I was I had a fit. I honestly had a fit during a sprouting process. I was like, is there tails? Is there not tails? Like, <laughs> it was just it was too much for me. So for me, I allow beans in the can for people. You know what I mean? I don't do the beans in the bag and boil them and then, you know, throw them in there. But I'll do the beans in the can mm-hmm. because, you know, I need that. Um, I need the beans. But for some people who are like strictly like, no, let's sprout it. You know, they can t- I don't like the sprouting process. So it's and more I- so semi-raw then. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Since it's technically not cooked. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The beans are cooked because I'm not down with the sprouting process. <laughs> <laughs> at all yeah i haven't even tried it but i've seen people do it like in videos and blog posts and i'm just like that looks so tempting it takes seven days but it takes a while yeah you have to schedule eating beans <laughs> <laughs> like i literally when i did it i had to put it on my calendar like okay i want beans for dinner this day but if you're doing it like you have to continuously once you're done with the sprouting process i would say go to your next, you know, start the process again. So you always, if you're a person who eats beans like me, you know, just continuously do it. But mm -mm. (laughs) you're not, not today. I'm not about that life. (laughs) Let's talk about any struggles that you may have had with transitioning is outside of the cheese. Did you kind of struggle with anything else? I struggled with bread too, because I had no idea. Cause I was like, Lord, I can't have bread no more. You know what I mean? Yes, I didn't know that. So I think that was, and that's why I tell people to do like your research. You know what I mean? I was like, I can't have bread. I can't have pasta. Like to my my things was cheese, bread, pasta. Like I love those things, you know? So those were my struggles. And I think going deeper into it, the next struggle was dating. Like, oh my goodness. Okay. Let's get back to like, this. Hold on. We're going to go to the dating in just a second. Okay. So you said mm-hmm. your, your struggle was that because you didn't know that you could eat bread in pasta. Yeah. So you were like thinking that you were going to be stuck with salads and that's it. Probably that's it. Much. That's gotcha. it. Yeah. Cause we definitely can eat pasta and bread. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. Let's yes. talk about the dating thing. Let's talk about the dating thing. So, uh, would you be interested in dating a man that wasn't vegan or how does that look for you? I don't know how it looks. I wish I knew. So, (laughs) because, you know, like, I'm just gonna, I will date anybody, basically. Like, look at you. You say anybody, just anybody. Yeah, I date anybody. So, that's just my thing. You know, vegan, non vegan, black, white, whatever. Let's go out to eat because that's my thing. So, I think it scares men. And not only men, it scares people, but when you're dating, they're like, I don't know what to feed you. You know what I mean? Like, I want to take you out, but you don't eat. And I'm like, (laughs) I do eat. What are you talking about? Like, I can give you a whole list of places to take me, you know, or, you know, I think there's there's a fear there when you're dating a guy, you know, they might like you, but they're like, how do I ask her out? You know, like, where do, what do I feed you? So I think that's the biggest struggle, single and mingle and being vegan. That, that, <laughs> that's a struggle right there. Yeah. So Even when I had a boyfriend, yeah, it was, I cooked, I had to cook meat for him, but it was only organic. And really? I, mm-hmm. I don't even, look, he would have to cook his own meat. Let me tell you, it was, that's over. 
Look, I'll make your side items, but you yeah. have to make that meat yourself. I ain't got time for that. <laughs> That's over. So, I mean, they, I, it would be interesting to date a vegan guy, I think. That would be interesting because I feel like they'll know, you know, they'll know more. But I'm not opposed to dating a convert, you know, a guy who eats meat. I'm okay with that. Because I think that if you look for somebody who's just vegan, what it does is it... It kind of limits your options. Please. Where <laughs> but, are they? <laughs> right. It limits your options. But not only that, but I don't know. Like, as long as he's respectful of my decision, I'm all, it's all good. I mean, I'm married, but still, even if I wasn't yeah. uh, with my own yeah. husband, it's just like, you know, respect, respect my decision. And then we're good. And yeah. just be open minded. Because I mean, I, at this point, that's about all you can really do. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what I, I think, too. I mean, I'm in a couple of vegan communities, and I think somebody might have even added me to a vegan dating community, but I see a lot of people, like, searching for vegan male, and I'm like, listen, I'm not trying to limit my pickings here, okay? <laughs> you know, if I find a guy who's vegan, then more power to, I love it, you know, I would love it, but... You know, it's just really, I think it's more just like you're educating people. It's a process. Like, and I even see people who are dating someone and then they become vegan. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you, to me, and even with Living Well with De Chantel, it's all about authenticity. So don't, listen, if you come to me and all of a sudden tomorrow you love me, you're vegan now, I don't want you. You know, <laughs> I'm like... I can't deal with that. But, you know, if you see the lifestyle and you see how it's benefiting me and you're interested and I'm always willing to teach people, you know, it's all about living in your truth. And that's where I am. So, yeah, I think that's the biggest struggle is dating for me right now. Vegan. <laughs> yeah, it'll come together. Yes. <laughs> it'll work out. So what tips do you have for someone who is looking to transition to a vegan lifestyle? What would you recommend for them? Um, do research. That's very, very important. Um, whenever I'm speaking to people, I always tell them to write down the things that you really, really love. And during your research, you know, see what the alternative is and only go with things that you love first. Don't try to venture out and get all fancy with with it because it's new and you're going to be turned off. And I tell that with people who with anything, veganism, juicing, smoothies is the same thing. Don't don't show off. Don't do it for the gram or Twitter or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, stay in your truth and write down um, what you like. Plan research. That's, like, so important when you're starting off. Especially I the mean, planning. When I, oh, my goodness. The planning. When I first when I first became vegan, like, going, I spent hours in the grocery store. And I love the grocery store, let me tell you. And I still spend hours in the grocery store. But um, I really just love looking at ingredients you know like if you don't know what's if I didn't know what something meant on an ingredient I googled it like right then and there like can I have this so when you first start out you're gonna spend hours in the grocery store maybe or you know just try to make a list right now you have they have apps where you can point you directly to the aisle if you're looking for something so you know don't be discouraged because it is a process and take your time and do your research and you know be in it like enjoy it enjoy the process as much as you can because it's beautiful i tell you, it's so beautiful you know like i don't i uh, it's a, it's a beautiful process. Like any kind of change, I believe, is a beautiful process. Working out too, like things like that. That's a beautiful process. And even when you're 
learn if you are like, I want to exercise tomorrow, I'm going straight to the gym, gym every day, whatever, you know, you're looking for a trainer, you're going to research your trainer, you know, you're going to research a gym, you're going to try to get the best deal. So going to veganism with that same thought process, you know, is not easy. Oh, and season everything like is me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Like just go hard on seasoning because you wouldn't just throw chicken in the oven without seasoning. Same thing. I tell people with vegetables, you got to season that stuff. Yeah. Don't overcook it too. Because a lot of us grew up on mushy, mushy vegetables. And that's why a lot of people don't like them because they're overcooked. But yeah, Yeah. that's a really good tip. When you were talking about research, what, what, what were some of the, um, I guess resources that help you, Uh, make the transition, you know, as far as books and documentaries, uh, blogs, all of that good stuff? Um, Let's see. Because I was into juicing, the um, fat, sick, and nearly dead, that was interesting. That just told me how to change your mindset. But um, I did a lot of research on the internet. Like if um, you go like go onto Facebook and if you type in vegan in a search, I just was like all over that. Um, did I watch work overnight? I don't know. Netflix when I see, I don't watch TV, so it really wasn't a lot of documentaries, but, um, reading books, um, is very important. I can't even remember what books I read, but that's fine. (laughs) I know what you mean. You just kind of jump into it and just look at everything. So I get it. Yeah. I just looked at everything, but I took my time with it. You know, my thing was recipes because I'm really into food. Um, really, really into food. So I was just like, listen, how do I cook this? You know? Um, so recipes, I was like, is there enough vegan recipes out there? I just couldn't believe that you can do so many things with, you know, being vegan, you could do so many things and everything that I love. Like I would just, and I always go back to like, what did I like as a child? Like sloppy Joe was my thing. So I wrote that down. I was like, well, how do you make sloppy Joe? So then I researched a manwich. Can you have manwich when you're vegan? Yes, you can. You know what I mean? And I use beefless, um, Trader Joe's beefless, uh, meat and, you know, just go to, that's why I say go to the things you love and you just figure out, you know, starting out, how do I make this? You know? Yep. Good advice. Yeah. So yeah, how can we reach you? What's the what do you want us to come and contact you with? As far as our social media, your website, how can we reach you? You can um go to my website at www.livingwellwithdchantel.com. Um, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Snapchat now, Monique. What you are? <laughs> yes. Ciao. You know, this is funny for me. me. Yes, this that's is huge, huge for you. For me. I can't. <laughs> um, so I'm on Snapchat. I'm on Instagram. Is living underscore well underscore d. And Facebook is living well with d Chantel. So you can find me there. Yeah. And um, Yogi in a Trap, which is going to be my new venture. What? That, yes. You did not tell me about this. Oh, <laughs> I like that God. already. That's a good name. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yogi in a Trap. So I'm just trying to figure out where I'm going with this yoga thing. <laughs> yeah, that's dope. That's so dope. Okay, so I'll put all of your links um, on the blog post at brownvegan.com for your episode. Yeah, it was a pleasure, of course, having you on the show. Thanks for being here. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I was really excited. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.